69 offense. He was giving them the business. I like Pittsburgh, I always have. If, if they had a bigger airport, I'd live here. <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Backyard Football Podcast. As always, I'm Nick Hosselter. And I'm Nathan Grella. Have on yet another very special guest star, uh, the man himself, the quarterback for the McGuffey Highlanders of the 2019 football season, Marshall Whipke. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, just ready to talk some football, uh, get back into the the, fo- the shop talk and all that stuff. That's what we're here for. That's what you're here for. That's what the audience is here for. But first, um, I think Nathan has a few announcements on what's coming up with the show soon. Yes, yeah, so for the rest of the week, we are going to have on two more guests. Uh, first off, we're going to have Psychotic. We're either going to have him on tomorrow, I think. Uh, I still need to finalize some details with him. Um, but we're going to have him on and talk about his photography adventures across America, covering high school football You know, in just about every single state in the U.S., um, been to almost every stadium in the U.S. You know, um, I like to mention my uncle sometimes to Nick. My uncle is a triple D diners, drive-ins, and dives enthusiast, so he goes to just about every restaurant on that show. And this guy is like the high school football version of that. So we're definitely excited to have him on. Um, and then on Friday, we're going to have Andrew Pasak on, who is headed to Lackawanna College. Um, he was a key cog in the Belvern and Leopard season last year. We're going to talk to him about the last season with the Leopards and then a preview next season. So two fun guests that we'll have on. And then at the end of this episode, I'll announce all our guests that we'll have on for next week, which we're also very excited for. So lots of great things happening here. Yes, but before we get into all that, and before we're talking to those guys, uh, we're just excited to sit down here with uh, Marshall and talk about what's going on with McGuffey. Um, so I think, first of all, a, a big question that's very important to a lot of people, uh, I'm sure to you too as well, is what is your favorite college or pro football team? Well, now, uh, definitely West Virginia, of course, you know. Um probably other than them i I like watching anybody that uh you know runs the triple option uh like we do uh for a pro team probably i'm gonna have to go with the raiders um they're just kind of the bad boys of the nfl and i like that that's that's a great answer uh definitely not something i would have expected from someone coming from southwestern pa but i definitely respect it you know yeah, for sure. And uh, sort of in the same in the same vein, you know, when you're watching the Raiders, when you're watching WVU or any team that runs the triple option, uh, are there any quarterbacks that you're particularly drawn to? Um, or are there any former graduating seniors at McGuffey that have really inspired you as a player? Uh, well, specifically, I'm probably going to have to go with Malcolm Perry um, that just got drafted from Navy. Um, he's he's one of the best I've ever seen to run that offense. Um, I want to say his, his last game, I believe he, he rushed for 
uh, slightly over 250 yards. So, I mean, he's definitely, he's pulling that weight, you know, out of that, that veer. Yeah, I've, I've actually really enjoyed watching Army and Navy um, play anybody because, you know, with the triple option, you never know. They can, you know, get really, I mean, they came, Army came close to being Oklahoma last year, um, you know, and when you have a quarterback like, like Perry that knows exactly what they're doing, can rush for 250 yards, that can create a lot of havoc. So yeah, they are fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it gets interesting. You know, a lot of teams have trouble with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know <laughs> um, Nathan, Nathan and I like to play the uh, NCAA 14 football game, and he runs a triple option, and that is extremely frustrating to defend. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then um, I guess moving into a little more specific uh, questions, um, you know, your family is well known around the McGuffey area. Um, so your brother uh, joined you in the backfield the last two years to play for the Highlanders. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, that's that's been really great. You know, not too many people have a brother that that close in age. Um, that they're able to be in the same backfield, um, let alone two key parts of the offense. Um, it, it, it's pretty good. We, we've got really good chemistry, you know, just naturally better than um, the majority of the other players, you know, obviously because we live together. Um, and it makes the nonverbal communication really easy. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, just having that experience, being able to understand each other's body language and knowing their characteristics, that's a huge help, especially for people in the backfield, as you said. So, for sure. And then um, this is something I was curious about, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're a senior last year, you're moving on, um, mentioned going to, you're going to WVU, that's really exciting. Um, but is there a player, I guess, besides your brother from McGuffey that you're especially going to miss playing with next season? Well, not any one person, I would say. Um, you know, each each of my teammates, we've shared moments together that will be with me forever. So I'm really, I'm going to miss probably the atmosphere of the training and the pregames. Um, you know, even just being in school with those guys, probably the most out of everything. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big thing that um, I missed from being in the high school football scene, you know, at least from my own high school is just, you know, seeing the guys in class and, you know, talking with them after the games and just the, the camaraderie and all that stuff. It's a very underappreciated thing that you really yeah, it definitely wears on you when you're out of that for sure. So um, definitely. And then this is this is kind of random, but Nathan wants me to ask uh, if your brother is named after the president of McKinley. <laughs> no, but uh, that'd be a good one to tell people. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's something I always guess because you know Marshall was a president as well, I believe. I'm probably just spitballing there but i was like are those two guys named after presidents just something random that popped in my head 
Yeah, I don't think so. Well, Marshall was the uh, the Army Chief of Staff for Roosevelt during World War II, but that's about as close as I got to president. So, Dang it. <laughs> but anyways, I think Nathan has some uh, football-related questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, hard, hard-nosed uh, transition here, but was there one game or moment last year, you know, you led – you're basically, you know, the soul of your team, kind of, you and C.J. Cole. Um, was there one game or moment last year where that you look back on really fondly and, you know, kind of treasure it uh, as the moment of the season for you? Yeah, um, really, it was probably week one, you know, um, whenever we played Claritin. Um, I've struggled with finding a way to communicate uh, my leadership to my teammates in the past. Um, and I believe that game, I found it, you know, I, I made it my goal to kind of be the fear factor, I guess, in the game. Somebody that, you know, when the offense lines up or, you know, when I'm running the ball, um, they're worried about where I'm at because they don't want me in their face. Um, and they, the guys, they really got behind that and followed that. Um, and that really made my mission that much easier because I knew exactly what my role was and what my teammates needed me to be. Yeah, and you can certainly see that as well from you throughout the entire season, being a key leader of the team. And just diving into that Clareton game, you know, Clareton, despite them being 1A last year, they were certainly, you know, a very difficult team to play against. Uh, what was your team's attitude going into that opening week? Well, we we heard a lot, you know. I mean, even janitors in the school, I can remember asking me why we wanted to play Claritin. Um, so, you know, we were ready to count coup with them. You know, we weren't fooling around. Um definitely had a lot of people to prove wrong that week and you know we we even surpassed my expectations you know i we really dominated them i think yeah it was not i don't don't recall it being a very close game i mean you guys had again a very impressive season uh you won eight games straight to open up the year you kind of took that momentum from the Claritin game uh and then you know lo- losing your last three against Avonworth and Wash High which you know both showed up in the Whitfield finals nothing uh to sneeze at to sneeze at there but uh and then losing the playoffs uh what was the team's attitude you know following the end of the season was a little bit disappointing knowing um that you probably could have gone a little further or was it was it more retrospective you know kind of bittersweet um, it, it was really frustrating and disappointing for me personally. Um, I put a lot of the burden on myself whenever we don't do well or when we don't win. Um, but it, after the game, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a sad moment because looking back over the four years, we had come a long way, you know, um, that was a big step for us to finally win another playoff game in, in I believe, over a decade. Um, but just looking at, you know, especially my senior class, what we did for the program, you know, we were a part of a team that took it from 
an average at best program my freshman year to, you know, one of the best teams in double A football my senior year, you know, and that really, that's going to help the underclassmen going into next year because there's, there's really going to be, they're going to know what's expected of them and they're going to know how to get it. And, you know, McGuffey is one of those teams going into next year that's certainly a favorite, I think, to win the century right now just because of all of the all the talent you guys are getting back. You know, you lose yourself and C.J. Cole, but you guys have a lot of, you know, a lot of contributors uh, coming back on both sides of the ball. Um, how do you think, you know, having that tough end of the season is going to affect um, some of those guys' mentality going into next year? Do you think it'll be end up being beneficial for them? Yeah, I, th- I think it will. You know, ag- again, the expectations, they know what what's expected of them. Um, and, you know, our, as a team and uh, coaching staff, our whole mentality about the expectations is that, you know, we're either going to live up to it or we've failed. Um, so I, I know they're, they're going to do everything possible to um, do even better than we did this year, you know. Because if you're not getting any better, you're getting worse. And then just looking at yourself personally now, you know, I think you might go down, as certainly right now, as one of the greatest quarterbacks in school history. Um, how does it feel to, you know, know that you've left your mark on a program like that? Well, it, it feels really good. You know, they've the, the program has given a lot to me, too. Um, you know, I've really benefited from it as a person. But um, really, I would like to not stop there. Um, I'd like to, it's really my goal now to bring something more to my community as a whole. Um, You know, really, I want to be able to give them another reason to celebrate, um, you know, the coming of the weekend, Saturday games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Moving away from McGuffey a little bit here now, um, into more recent news, uh, you recently accepted a preferred walk-on to West Virginia University. Um, if you haven't read the article by Luke Campbell, I suggest going and looking that up. He's, you know, a premier writer in our, in our news area. Um, but, you know, take us into that process of you being recruited by West Virginia. Um, the article kind of made it look like you were really searching, you know, this is kind of your school. You really wanted to go there and compete and be on the team. You know, what was, what was that process like for you throughout your four years? Yeah. Um, well, it hasn't always been, I guess my number one goal necessarily to play at WVU. Um, but I definitely have always wanted to play at the highest level um so you know it was i've probably sent thousands of emails over the last four years just trying to you know get a reply um and that was definitely the hardest part was west virginia too you know it was coming to the point where i thought i'd have to you know choose either my degree or football um yeah i wanted to get an engineering degree and most of the schools that were recruiting me were liberal arts schools or they, they didn't have engineering, basically. Um, and then, you know, whenever I finally got this opportunity, it was it was really a dream come true. 
because I can I can get my engineering degree highest level there is. And I was kind of worried, I guess, that maybe I couldn't couldn't handle any same time. Um, now that it's just like anything else, when when you increase your workload, I mean, yeah, certainly. And you know, you're transitioning now from being a quarterback, you know, in a very run heavy triple option system, and now um, the article said they are moving away from quarterback and actually moving to the defensive backfield. Uh, what factored into that decision, um, and how do you think you'll perform at that position? You know, being a walk on at West Virginia. Yeah, um, that that position is it's really suited me naturally um, in high school. Um, I don't know if you remember out of the article, but it said I played roughly twenty five percent of the defensive snaps. Um, so I really I didn't have um, a lot of experience on defense. Um, so it, it was definitely a very natural position for me. And you know, I'm if that's think it'll work best for me then i'm more than willing to do that so cj cole is another guy you know he he played on mcguffey the last four years with you um and he he accepted a preferred walk on to west virginia as well uh, i think he'll be a wide receiver with them so how exciting is it you know to have him in practice lining up against you you know or even you know playing on the same side of the ball as you if he's you know going to be a defensive back um just how exciting is it to have him with you there um, and then did that kind of factor into your decision at all? Yeah, um, I believe he's going in as a wide receiver. It, it really it, it helped my decision. Um, you know, I knew that after I had gotten the walk-on offer, I knew that there would be somebody there, you know, at least in the same situation I was. And, you know, what's, what's great about having him uh, close to me is that we really demand excellence out of each other. Um, you know, especially in high school, if, if I didn't have a good game, he didn't have a good game and vice versa. So it, it'll be nice, you know, even if we're on different sides of the ball, um, you know, we're, we're going to be on roughly the same schedule and we're going to go through it together. Yeah. And, you know, Looking at West Virginia now as a whole, is there any, you know, current players or coaches or anything that you're looking forward to, you know, crunching pads with and, you know, kind of learning their craft a little bit as a walk-on? Uh, well, yeah, you know, of course, um, I'm excited to meet, you know, as, as many people as I can as quickly as I can. Um, I think that'll help, you know, the transition go more smoothly. Um. But I'm I'm really excited to learn from really all of the defensive backs and you know the linebackers there. Um, you know they're they're already there and they're they're doing that. So I mean there's gonna be a, there's gonna be so much that I'll be able to learn. Um, you know in a matter of days with those guys. Yeah, and you know West Virginia is such that's a football school. You know they got. They got traditions and everything there, and you know how exciting is it going to be to you know be in pads, be on on the field, you know during take me home country roads, you know getting your chance to run out of the tunnel, et cetera, you know all of the Division One, you know college football things that players look forward to. Um, is that something you're already starting to think about? Yeah, I I really haven't given it much thought. You know, I don't want to 
um, look too far forward into that. But yeah, when, when the time comes, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be very rewarding to be on the field. Yeah. I, I can only imagine <laughs> it. That's something, you know, you know, I'm a huge Virginia tech fan. That's something that I've always imagined doing. And you know, it, it's, it's fun to, you know, see people that, yeah, get to experience that in real life and talk to them. So I'm going to hand it over to Nick now for some questions about the upcoming McGuffey season. Yeah, so uh, we, you know, talked, we've talked a lot about you and CJ Cole. Uh, you guys were, uh, along with your brother, uh, certainly some of the most dynamic players um, on McGuffey last year. And uh, with both yourself and CJ Cole um, leaving, um, how, how much do you think is that going to impact the Highlander season next year? Or do you think you guys are going to be able to recover pretty well from that? Well, I don't, I don't really think that I can answer that. You know, I, I think that the team will have to answer that. Um, you know, one way or another, we're, we're going to have to be replaced and, you know, the, the level of play can't go down. Um, but, you know, that being said, I, I think that CJ and I have really broken down a mental barrier uh, surrounding the program that, that you can't find extreme excess playing at that small of a school. Um, and, you know, I, I know that my, my teammates and my coaches would know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, so overall, I think it, it's really going to it's going to benefit them mentally more than anything. Um you know, I, I can only I can only imagine if if next year was going to be my senior year, um, and you know, seeing you know the the potential that that's going to be coming out of out of my school. I, I think it's really going to it's it's going to drive them to to be even better. You know, hopefully than we were. Yeah, I'm just I'm a little curious. You know, what was that transition like uh, when you were coming up? Uh, looking to play the quarterback position for McGuffey, you know, were um, were you somebody that had a lot of? Uh, forgive me, I don't know much about your uh, background as a middle school player, but were you somebody that had that people were kind of expecting to be such a great quarterback, or was that more to do with your work ethic and that sort of thing? Um, you know, there there was definitely some people that uh, that really thought. That, that I was going to be it, you know what I mean? But, you know, there were others, of course, that didn't think so. Um, so I, I was really, you know, even from middle school, I've, I've really just been training to, you know, live up to the hype and, you know, continue to, you know, prove the other guys wrong. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, you know, it's just something that I've, I've worked so hard to attain. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, you know, you love to hear because, you know, that gives a lot of hope for the next guys that are coming up behind you. You know, um, they can look at you and say, Oh, you know, there were doubters, but you know, as you said, you know, use that as fuel to make yourself a great player. Um, and uh, sort of on the same topic, uh, do you have any idea I mean, I don't know if you're even allowed to talk about this, but do you have any idea who the quarterback is expected to be for McGuffey next year? Um, yeah, you know, I 
I think initially um, expected going into the season, I think it'll probably be Rocco Falosk. Um, but, you know, that being said, Philip McEwen will be um, a sophomore next year. And he played at the end of some varsity games. And, you know, he, he was really coming along reading the triple option. So um, I think an ideal situation, you know, either way is that, um, you know, maybe they both see some playing time and, and that that's really going to push each of them to get better. Um, but yeah, Rocco will be a senior. He definitely knows what he's do- doing. Um, but I, I kind of hope, you know, that Philip gives him a run for his money. I want to see him really push each other. You know, that'll, that'll really, the team will see that too. And, you know, it'll just really light a fire for everybody. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, quarterback competitions are usually good for both quarterbacks in terms of pushing them to become better athletes. And I guess, especially in the triple option, you know, those guys are going to be taking a lot of hits. So it's good to have somebody behind whoever does end up getting the starting position that can get in there, uh, you know, um, and work if someone gets, you know, unfortunately gets hurt or if it's just taking a toll on their bodies, you know? Oh, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure. Sure, you can personal experience it. You know, being a quarterback in the triple option definitely has its its rough days. You know, you're getting hit a lot. So, yeah, it it does. You know, um, you know, I, ideally you're you're really, or in theory, I should say, you're you're carrying the the ball a third of the time. Um, but you know, that's just that's part of, you know, that position in that offense. You know, you and being a, a leader, really, you can't you can't show your teammates any signs of weakness or they're going to, they're going to start to fall behind. You know what I mean? You, you have to stay strong for them more than anything. Yeah. I think it, you know, it definitely helps the team on kind of a psychological level to see, you know, that a quarterback like you, you know, you're willing to get hit, you're willing to, you know, run over some people and put in the grit. I think that definitely lifts up the entire team. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm really proud of that actually. You know, I, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes that, you know, my, my teammates are more willing to, to follow, you know what I mean? Because they know that I'm doing everything possible. Yeah. It actually reminds me, I saw um, in, in that article that we've been referencing that you were talking about, what is it? Marshawn Lynch and his comment on 60 minutes and how that kind of speaks to you as a player. Yes, that that is, I believe, one of the truest things definitely in high school football that I've ever heard. Um, even though, you know, he was obviously talking about other NFL teams, but, you know, a lot of people just really aren't ready to handle somebody that's that physical. Um, and, you know, it's really especially at the high school level, I think it's more, more mental uh, maybe even than it is a physical game because you can really, you can take people out of the game mentally. Um, You know, if, if, if their play is called in the huddle, I don't, I don't want them to be thinking that that's their favorite play. I want them to be walking to the line of scrimmage, you know, trying to figure out where everybody's at because they don't want to run into us. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a great attitude to take into a football game. And I think it's kind of necessary, you know, considering the teams you guys play that are very physical, like 
you know, a wash high. You have so many great offense and defensive players um, that are willing to be physical. So it's nice to see that you guys are willing to step up and meet that challenge. Yeah, there's there there's definitely some tough teams that we play, and if you if you can't go into the game and finish the game with that attitude, it's going to be a really long night. Absolutely, um, and you know, just jumping into that, you know, McGuffey Wash High rivalry bit. Um, it's definitely one of the most, um, I said, explosive rivalries of the teams we cover. It's a game that we were looking forward to all last year. Um, so do you want to um, talk about that game a little bit, your experiences with it? I know it's not probably your favorite thing to talk about, but it, it is an interesting story for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really great game for you know the players and the communities. It's a great rivalry. Um, and it's, you know, it's a frustrate. it's been a frustrating game, you know, the past couple of years because we've, you know, I think definitely, I think in the past two years, we've been tied at some point, you know, and then we couldn't keep it going. Um, but, you know, w- with all that, it's, it's a fun game because it challenges you in every way. You know, the, the fans are unreal on both sides. You know, it's, it's a crazy environment. And then, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's two teams with some of the best athletes in the league playing against each other. And, you know, you could, if you had to, you could probably walk to one of their houses. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that was definitely a, a crazy game last year. Um, you know, you guys were kind of stealing back the momentum uh, you had a couple big plays and got tied, and then it kind of slipped away. Um, but do you think that your guys' chances at revenge um, are a little better next year following that tough loss? Well, yeah. You know, um, if my memory serves correct, um, I think they're losing a lot of guys, you know, that were seniors and graduated. But, um, you know, we're not going to get any closer unless – you know, they, they continue to work hard. I, I know they will, you know, but each year, you know, you have to, you have to step it up another level or it, you're going to fall behind. Um, so it's, it's going to be a really big deal um, to, to, I think, carry that same attitude um, that I, that I tried to, you know, convey to my teammates into next year. So, um, yeah, that's that's a game we're definitely looking forward to going to, um, and I'm excited for it to be an exciting game because I think it will be. That there's there they are losing a lot of seniors. I mean, Zamir Robinson's gone, Zach Schwartz is gone, uh, Comedy's gone, Isaiah Edwards is gone. You know, those are some really big time athletes. Um, so I think it's it's shaping up to be a very intriguing game next year, especially since you guys have, you know a lot more returning than they do. And I guess you can just hope if you're a McGuffey fan, that you can hold on to that attitude that you've tried to instill in them, you know, that aggression, that passion. Um, will be the case, you know, because uh, I think, I don't think your leadership is going to fade quite that quickly and got to hope that the guy that's coming up behind you can, you know, have that same sort of. Yeah, of course. And you know, the, the great thing now is that, you know, our, our entire community has bought into the program, you know, um, 
they're, they're all behind us. You know, I, I can remember last year um, going to Montour to play Riverside. Um, you know, they, they had the streets lined from the school to the interstate. Um, and that, that was really, you know, I, I really knew that we had impacted the community after that. And I, I know they're going to be hungry for some more this year. Yeah, I think, you know, that's something that's underrated in high school football. Uh, we just, last week, we were just talking to a couple of guys from California, you know, and they were talking about how difficult it is to convince, you know, some of their classmates to come out for the football team when, you know, even though they've had recent success, there's kind of a perception that their school isn't a football school. They're not going to go anywhere. It's the fact that, you know, you guys were sort of struggling with that and are able to bring your program to where there's so much more involvement with the community. That makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. It's, it definitely, you know, it's nice, you know, running out onto the field before the game starts and, you know, looking in the stands and, you know, you've got, you know, almost a hundred students there, let alone, you know, three to 4,000 fans. Yeah, that's huge. That, that is huge. And then um, I think uh, to finish off the, content the football content of this show today uh, nathan's gonna ask you just a few short questions about um mcguffey's schedule next year not gonna be playing with them but if you have any insight we'd appreciate it okay yeah yeah but before i just before i jump into the schedule real quick i wanted to go over you know you mentioned your teammates and some of the we've been talking about some of the guys coming back um and when we talk about the guys leaving, it's really, you know, the three big guys, you know, Ty Smith on defense, you at quarterback, and then C.J. Cole on both sides of the ball. Um, but when you look, you know, when we talked about McGuffey last year, we talked about, you know, you guys have a lot of talent at skill positions, but the the offensive and defensive lines were really young. And we, we saw them improve over the course of last year until going into this year, you guys have almost everyone back on, you know, offensive and defensive lines. Um, Jared Johnson, I think, is looking to step into that role left by Ty Smith. Nate Yeagle is looking to step into that role left by C.J. Cole. Um, and then we talked about your brother briefly. I remember looking at your brother's tape as a freshman and being really impressed. He's now entering his junior year, uh, and he's somebody to be really excited about. Uh, Brendan Crow and Cipolletti are coming back at running back. Um, you know, you guys have a lot of depth, a lot of talent coming back. Are are you kind of excited, you know, go, heading out for what you left as, as a program? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, um, you know, like, like you said, there's, there's a lot of young guys that, you know, next year they're not going to be underclassmen anymore. So I, I'm going to be really excited to, you know, just kind of see what they're capable of when they're really turned loose. Um, the, the good thing it's really been a blessing for us to have so many different running backs and receivers that were able to at least take reps in a game when a starter needed a break or something like that. But, you know, and that's another, that's going to be another good battle are those two, uh, the wing backs, you know, there's so many guys at those positions and uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm excited to see, what the what the offense is capable of next year because we're, we're we're building on it every year you know yeah absolutely and then you know you, you definitely didn't have 
I'd say the last two years you guys didn't exactly have the depth at at the line positions. You know, having those guys back next year, how is that going to you know help? You know, you mentioned Philip McEwen. You know, learning that new new quarterback position at the varsity level. How how is having that experience on the line going to help him develop? Well, it's it's going to be really nice for him because you know there's nothing worse than being a young quarterback and you know you're you're just you're dropping back looking for a handoff you know because you're you're getting hit every play so he he's really going to benefit from having an exp- a more experienced line those guys you know there's some pretty big guys you know, who got hurt last year um you know he's a real powerhouse and you know two big tackles we should i mean we should be able to run run over anybody inside the tackles yes for sure and then you know looking at the schedule now for mcguffey transitioning to that um the the conference is reshaped for you guys but you guys ended up playing out of conference games against the same teams in your conference from last year opening up the year with uh, south moreland and brownsville who both you know moved up to 3a but you're st- they're still on your guys' schedule um then you play Still Rocks out of conference. Lindsley later in the year from West Virginia. Uh, Waynesburg jumps on the schedule in Charters Houston, moving into the, your the, your guys' conference. Um, as a former player, you know you still play Washout, you still play Charleroi, you still play Fraser. As a former player, is there a game that jumps out to you um, that you probably wish you could p- be playing in next year as a player? Well, I I would like if I could play in one game next year, I would like to play in the Stowe Rocks game. Uh, you know, I think they're a team with you know the same style um, as as Claritin almost, and you know they're another team that you know a lot of people that that you know don't know much about football. They would say you know well you don't want to play Stowe Rocks. You know what I mean? They're good. So I, I would like to definitely be a part of that win. Yeah, for sure. And you guys get it at home as well, which is definitely really exciting. Um, and then he, I, I feel sorry for Wash High because they got to go to McGuffey twice and two years in a row. That place is going to be rocking for that game, I'm sure. When we went there last year, stands were packed. Uh, and that's something you don't see very often in high school football anymore. Seeing every butt in the seats, um, uh, that the environment for that game was off the charts, and I, I, I'm really excited to see it again next year. Yeah, it's um, you know, a very old school idea. You know, in in the stands usually, um, you know, it's you know, it's like something you'd see off TV on like a high school football game in Texas or something you know, everybody really kind of rallies behind the Friday night lights. All right. That's just about wraps up all the football content of our interview. I'm going to move it over to Nick for our final couple questions here. Yeah. So uh, we do a little bit uh, at the end of every show um, where, cause we know, you know, football players often food people. Um, and uh, so we always like to ask um, all the players and uh, folks that come on our show, uh, what is your favorite type of meat? You know, how do you like your that meat prepared? And uh, what is your favorite way or type of potato? Um, I'm going to have to go with a medium well steak and a sweet potato baked. Oh, a sweet potato. I think that's the, 
that's the first time we've got that on the show, but I, I respect it for sure. That's a good choice. Oh yeah. And then also, um, this is something that goes back even further, believe it or not, uh, to way back when we were uh, just covering big college football. Uh, in our second episode, we were talking with one of the offensive linemen and we got on the subject of chicken. Um, and so since then, we've, we like to ask all the guys that come on our show, um, what is your favorite uh, flavor of chicken wing sauce? And what is the most amount of chicken wings you've ever eaten at one sitting? Um, that one I'm going to have to go with um, probably the Louisiana liquors flavor at Quaker Steak and Lube. And um, I, I don't know an exact count, but we went to a team dinner one time at Quaker Steak and Lube, and uh, me and uh, one of the linemen that graduated a couple years ago, we had a stack probably two feet high on a plate. Whew. Yeah, that's that's the place to go for for if you want to try to eat a lot of wings. And the Louisiana liquors is top notch. I can confirm uh, that's a a fine choice for sure. Yeah, definitely. We're a little new to the area, Marshall, but is there a Quaker steak in Washington? Because if there is, we're we're definitely doing it wrong, Nick. <laughs> no, it's yeah. um, it's in Tridelphia. Okay, I was like, if there, because you know we're from Waynesburg, we go to Waynesburg University, and if there was a Quaker steak and lube in Washington, we'd be there just about every Thursday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, I'm. It was awesome to do this after watching that game last year because I was just such a great one, even though you guys fell short. Um, we really appreciate you have having you on the show. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully watching you out there um, playing. And so I guess just wish the best of luck to you and to West Virginia University and to McGuffey and all you guys. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. I really enjoyed it. Oh, also uh, one last thing um, before we do our plugs. Um, do you want to tell our audience where they can find you on social media if they so choose? Yeah, sure. Um, my Twitter username is at Whipkey M five. And uh, my Instagram is MarshallWhipkey16. So that's all I've got. All right. There you go, guys. Uh, if you want to follow this uh, fine football player and watch his journey at WVU, make sure to check out his uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts. Um, if you want to check out more content from this show, you can find us on Twitter. Um, at Backyard Football um, Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook with the same tag. Um, definitely encourage you guys to do that um, because we are ramping up our production of hype videos, recap videos, highlights, all that stuff. Um, we're bringing people onto our team next year. Um, we're expanding. We're going to have people into taking video and producing content for that. Um, those are very popular last year. So make sure to check that out. Cause I, I definitely enjoy seeing those. Nathan does a great job with them. Um, and also uh, if you want to just get more con high school football content in general, great place to check out is PA cover T 
teams from all across the state. I think uh, we had Billy, who's the owner on last week. I think he said there's like 60 people working for that website right now. Anything in between, you know, even if you're way out uh, in Philadelphia, I don't know why you'd be listening to this show, but you can find uh, content for your school, uh, interviews, rosters, you know, highlights, all that stuff. Um, otherwise, um, you can email myself at nickhaus75, that's uh, N-I-C-K-H-A-U-S-75 at gmail.com. You can also email Nathan, uh, nathangrella at gmail.com. Uh, if you are a player that wants to talk to us or a coach or a reporter, wants to talk some football, we'd love to chat with you on the show. Um, or if you just have a question, comment, concern, all the usual stuff. Uh, we love to talk about football and you do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the show. So let us know. Um, otherwise, um, that's just about wraps up for the show. I want to say thank you again to Marshall for coming on. It was great getting the other side of the Wash High um, McGuffey rivalry we talked to isaiah edwards a couple weeks ago so thanks again for coming on and uh hope to on the field someday the next level of course thank you i just have a few quick announcements uh before we go here um two big ones uh we teased it at the beginning of the episode we're going to announce our guests for next week um first off we're going to have jonathan wolf on uh the star running back from jefferson morgan Talk to him about the Rockets' upcoming season. They were going to have Anthony Evans on, from also from Bell Vernon. So we're double-dipping Bell Vernon for the next few episodes. And then we're going to have another dual podcast. Uh, this one is going to be Bentworth-themed. Uh, we're going to have Trent Kavanaugh and Owen Petrasek on to talk about the Bearcats' upcoming season, um, both star runners um, in their system. So that'll be up next week. Secondly, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, we have a Patreon now on patreon.com slash backyard football podcast. Uh, go check that out. Uh, we're doing some special reward tiers. Um, we're looking to, you know, kind of fundraise our podcast a little bit, get some revenue in for some of the stuff we're doing, you know, where you want to step up production. Uh, and this is probably the best way we're going to do it. You know, next year is going to be a very special season for us. And it's uh, all around the board, just really good stuff we're coming out with. So feel free to support us. You don't have to, but if you want a little bit of something extra every week during the season, um, that's probably the best way to do it. All right, Nathan, thanks for updating us. Um, I know we have some individualized stuff in the works, possibly uh, film reviews, um, special recaps and stuff like that for people that support us. And we're not expecting a lot, you know, a couple bucks a month. Um, but if you're enjoying this content, uh, we would appreciate it. But if no one supports us, we'll keep doing our thing because it's what we love to do. In any case, um, this has been another episode of the Backyard Football Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Backyard Football Podcast. With Nathan Grella, Nick Househalter, and Brock Owens. The Backyard Football Podcast is a member of the Western PA Football Podcast Network. For more information follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. 
subscribe to the podcast on CastBox and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.